You're listening to Expat Property Story, a podcast in which I share my story to smooth the way for you to have your own Expat Property Story. Hello there, and welcome to episode 65. And we've reached number four in my top 10 chart of books for expat property investors. And this one is one that you'll hear frequently referred to on property podcasts, and it's Michael Gerber's The E-Myth Revisited. You might want to be careful when ordering this, as the author has published a few books with similar sounding names, but The E-Myth Revisited is the one that you probably want. And before we dive in, let me quickly run through the books from previous episodes. An Equal Tenth is The Complete Guide to Property Finance by Richard Brown and The Price of Money by Rob Dix. Nine, Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. Number eight is The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. Number seven is Robert B. Cialdini's Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss is at six. And number five is Tax Planning for Non-Residents and Non-Doms by Nick Braun. I'm going to mix things up today and start with the review section for a change. Someone called Mary gave The E-Myth Revisited five stars on Goodreads. Here's what she had to say. I read this book 25 years ago as part of the curriculum in one of my undergraduate business classes. Reading it again, I was pleasantly surprised how many of the principles have stayed with me. Some of the examples I remembered from my first reading of the book, and some are things I've remembered but didn't realise they were from the E-Myth. Of course, there were other elements that I'd forgotten, but was delighted to relearn. A book that can stick in my head for a quarter of a century is a good book indeed. I have seen these principles work across several businesses, and I've successfully applied some of them in the way I've run my household. For example, creating checklists and games around chores made it fun to work with my children, and simultaneously taught them how to do a job well. The main message behind this book is that, to be successful, you need to work on your business rather than in your business. I can relate to this as I sometimes find that I spend so much time dealing with issues that crop up relating to our existing portfolio, bookkeeping, analysing potential deals, preparing documents for the conveyancing process and answering emails, not to mention producing this podcast, that there's little time left over for the strategic visionary thinking and planning that will take our property story to the next level. Much of the book is explained through the lens of a baker named Sarah who started her business because of her passion for making pies. Sarah gets up at 2am, starts work an hour later, preparing her pies ahead of opening her shop for customers at 7am, and by the time she's cleaned up, reconciled the cash register, and been to the bank and had dinner, it's nearly 10 o'clock at night. And rather than sleep for four hours, she lies awake thinking about how she can afford the following month's rent. The E in E-Myth stands for entrepreneur, and the entrepreneurial myth is that small businesses are started by entrepreneurs seeking profit, whereas nine times out of ten, They're started by technicians or employees who decide to work for themselves. Unfortunately, these technicians usually understand the technicalities of their chosen field, but not how to run a business. Sarah is a classic example of a technician. She knows how to make pies, but not how to run a business. And as such, she's even losing her passion for pies. Gerber identifies three components to a successful business. The first is the entrepreneur who has the vision to pursue future opportunities. The second is the manager who plans and organises the business by focusing on the past. And the third is the technician who lives in the present and focuses on the task at hand. Gerber suggests that if your business depends on you, then you don't have a business, you have a job, and argues for systemization. He advises entrepreneurs to aim at creating a business that is system-dependent rather than people-dependent. 
The author is keen to stress that your business should not be your life. The purpose of your life should not be to serve your business, and the primary purpose of your business is to serve your life. Gerber advocates small business owners to pretend that they're going to franchise their business as if it was a prototype for 5,000 replica models just like it. And to do that, he outlines six rules for what he calls the franchise game. One, the model must provide consistent value to employees and customers alike. Two, the model can be operated by people with the lowest possible level of skill. Three, the model must be in perfect order. Four, all work in the model must be documented. Five, the model must provide a uniformly predictable service to the customer. And six, the model must have a uniform colour, dress and facilities code. At the end of the book, the real or fictional pie maker Sarah is beginning to see her business as an idea rather than a job. But the E-Myth Revisited is not just about systemization and a focus on process. It also touches upon marketing and the idea that successful businesses don't actually sell the products that they make. They fulfill the emotional needs of their clients. Now, in a slight departure from the norm of this mini-season on books, I'm going to read a small excerpt to leave you with. Contrary to popular belief, my experience has shown me that the people who are exceptionally good in business aren't so because of what they know, but because of their insatiable need to know more. The problem with most failing businesses I've encountered is not that their owners don't know enough about finance, marketing, management and operations. They don't. But those things are easy enough to learn. But that they spend their time and energy defending what they think they know. The greatest business people I've met are determined to get it right, no matter what the cost. Now, a few minutes ago, I read out a five-star review of The E-Myth Revisited. So in the interest of balance, here's a two-star review by someone called Felipe. This book appears in all must-read business book lists, or not on mine. While I agree that standardisation of processes can go a long way, the McDonald's of the world already exist. Trying to create another one is as likely as creating the next Facebook. The way I work in the corporate world, and the way I see myself working in an enterprise of my own, isn't factory work. Follow the manual and nothing but the manual. Don't think, just execute. We're human. Working for humans, everyone is different. I don't see myself hiring other people to serve as automatons. Maybe I missed the purpose of the book. Or maybe I'm just naive. Spelt wrongly, by the way. So hopefully, there's enough information here for you to decide if you'd like to order a copy of your own. And hey, if you're not sure, why not borrow a copy from the library? There's enough content in the seven books I've presented so far for you to be a really good property investor, as long of course, as you have the time to dedicate to making it happen. And if you don't, I suggest you go back to number eight on the list, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco, and find a way to get out of the rat race, or consider investing in others with more time than yourself. But wait, we're not finished. Tomorrow, we enter the top three. The icing on the cake, the creme de la creme of books for expat property investors. So join me for that. You've been listening to Expat Property Story.